I was thinking about saying 20 minutes, and that would have been exact. <laughs> well, you didn't. So. I didn't. 10. <laughs> That's 10 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. Hey, this is Sad Boys Rogers. I'm Jiggly. Relevant. Um, I'm Adnan <laughs> Basic still. I. Don't I why I just went full name and how I forgot my own introduction, <laughs> but we move. Um, we vibe. I'm excited because there's rumors. There's rumors of Mitch Trubisky to the Washington Football Team, and that would be so funny. Well, I mean, like he, he isn't he on the Bills right now? He's the backup quarterback of the Bills. Yeah, but I think Washington needs a starter at the moment. The Bills lost six to nine. Nice, first of all. And Second Josh, of Josh all, Allen. Uh, and then also there's, there's Josh Allen. Josh uh, Allen is Josh Allen. Well, there, it, it's not just Josh Allen. It's also Josh Allen. Yeah, it's the duality of man. But also <laughs> Josh Allen sacking, intercepting, and uh, recovering a fumble against Josh Allen. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't football, hear about that one? <laughs> speaking of footballs... Uh, what do you mean, Josh? I, I just saw a TikTok about Josh Allen being inconsistent, so I thought that was a joke we're going for. Where sometimes no, you get Josh, Josh Allen, but sometimes you get Josh uh, Allen. Oh, I saw. Okay, never mind. I did see yeah, Josh Allen sacking that, Josh that, Allen. That one. <laughs> he was sacked Sacks. by a play. He was sacked by, <laughs> intercepted by, and uh, a fumble was recovered against him by another guy named Josh Allen. I saw a great uh, highlight of Josh Allen, the quarterback in college, where apparently once he threw an interception and then tackled the guy who intercepted the ball. And the guy who intercepted the ball gave him the ball back afterward, which was really funny. I just, it made me laugh. What, what is yeah. the point of that? Because <laughs> he was taunting him. Because, like, you know, he got tackled by, by, by Allen, and then they both get up, and the, the guy that picked him off just gives him the like, hands him the ball back, and Josh Allen's not happy with that. <coughs> you're going to okay, hear a lot guys. of coughing this episode, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you're going to hear some coughing on, on uh, I was about to say, sh- uh, on Maloney's end, because your name is still Sean Maloney in the Discord. <laughs> yes, as it should be. As it should be. You're going to hear a lot of coughing from, because from I, Adnan's end. I don't know why, but you're, you're a bit sick. And I had I a... I, like you said, I don't know why. Like, you know why, to be fair. No kidding. I, I mean, I don't know, like, what kind of sick coughing. you are. Like, I don't know what kind of sick you are. Like, are you if trying it's a to cold or if it's... I don't know. It could be, like, a sinus infection. I don't know. No, it's... Uh, I get occasional mucus buildup. It, this comes with, it comes with the territory. It, it's like a cough and then uh, mucus buildup. It happens, like... Once every, I don't know. It's really weird. Also, you know, Fives. Albert Elith plays for Bordeaux. Who? Albert Elith from from Houston Dynamo. Oh, Albert Ellis. It's not. It's not. It's not Ellis though. It's like. Well, El- I mean, that's how I know the name. El- that's fair. It's it's not Elise. I, I think it's like Elith, or it's it's weird. I tried to say it the right way. I've probably butchered it to be don't, fair. Don't don't say it the right way when you're around me. Like if it's wrong, I'll correct it. If it's if it's right, then I'll then I won't know what's going on. You're just a Polish name merchant, to be fair. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, well, I mean, I am going to be mentioning some Polish names later. Uh, but uh, yeah, I oh, got uh, so you're sick, and then also I had a uh, had a uh, a pop quiz uh, for my for my white blood cells uh, recently on Friday. Uh, my dad scheduled my COVID booster shot for Friday and didn't tell me until Friday morning. <laughs> Parents just are not great. So I just wake up sometimes. to a text from him. It's like, your appointment's at one. <laughs> that was the epiphany I had the other day, by the way. It's because parents are 
like if you're a parent you know you never have to worry about other not worry about i'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this but like you know how you get surprised by your dad just saying like oh hey there's a thing you gotta do like you could never do that to your dad because your dad'd be like i'm just not gonna do that then yeah like parents forget that that's a thing and that they have to communicate sometimes because my parents do the exact same thing to be fair well it was more it was more like i uh he asked me like earlier in the week like oh do you want me to set up your appointment yeah sure do that and then i wake up that day <laughs> no the, the what that reminds me of this morning i wake up whatever and i'm talking to my parents and i knew we had plans we want to go to for lunch somewhere i asked them like hey when do you guys want to go to lunch and they're like oh, i don't know and i tell i i told my dad like okay i'm gonna have cereal I walked to the kitchen and I, I got out the bowl. I got out the cereal. I started pouring the cereal in the bowl. And he goes, wait, no, don't have cereal yet. And I almost, I almost just started punching things. It was not an ideal way to start the morning. Anyway, this is just the we're, life part. Are we going to talk apparently. We're going to talk about the Bengals? We didn't talk about the Bengals, but we don't really talk, need to. We started with the football. Because we started I, I with got, football. We don't need to go anymore. I got excited <laughs> with the, uh, the Mitch Trubisky rumor. Well, what I will say then about the Bengals is they got caught up in narrative because narrative is the dominant force in sports sometimes. Where the Browns obviously released uh, Odell Beckham, but they confirmed that he was released, right? Because I haven't watched ESPN in a while. He, he believe, is officially I a free believe, agent, yeah, right? he is officially officially a free agent. I heard something about like he was uh, he was planning on uh, signing with the Buccaneers, but like the Buccaneers didn't want him. <laughs> okay, but anyway, yeah. So obviously the Browns then after release him go off offensively and just steamroll the Bengals, and you know that's just how life oh, is sometimes. No, defensively too. Uh, I had the Browns Was it defense. Was to six? I had the Browns defense on defense <laughs> special teams on both on both of my fantasy teams. They were on my bench. <laughs> Jeez. That's I have a... I have the Steelers defense special teams starting for one of them. So I mean, like I'm betting oh, against be the Bears. Tonight. Yeah, they should be betting against tonight. the Bears. It's fine. Uh, anyway, moving on, we got we got a uh, soccer. This is a soccer podcast. Uh, you, we got Europe stuff uh, first. Uh, Ole Gunnar Skullshar is still there. Can you can you read the note I've put there because it's it's a uh, pretty good comparison. Schrodinger's manager. Uh, so yes. that's the current situation where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is both somehow secure in his job and also not secure at the same time because there was a thing this morning about how United have no plans to fire him. But then I've seen rumblings on, do you know Mark Goldbridge? He's become pretty famous now. The white dude that reacts to uh, Man U stuff and like to games, no. plays FIFA career mode. No clue who that he, he's is. He's been tweeting about, about how Ole might be gone soon just, and the club just don't have an official interim to put in yet. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that he, he's gone by just soon. Because uh, there is no more point to Manchester United Football Club if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is actually in charge for the next game. Like, it's generally no point. It's, it would be the worst non-sacking I've, I've seen in my life by a country mile. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Because, like, like, you know, I've always been Ole out because I, just, I know he's bad. But, like, this is undisputable at this stage that he has to go. But, yeah. Well, yeah, like... That's the thing. Like his job keeps getting saved, and but it's just like. He but keeps... yeah, he's not saving it though. Like yeah. he's not doing anything to save his job. He's just he's just not getting fired because the incompetencies of man. <laughs> uh, instead of the duality of man, we have the incompetence incompetency of of man. The never it's... underestimate the incompetencies of a man. Uh, you know, so we've got Schrodinger's. I mean, there's a. Then... 
Go on. There, there's 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 the legendary quote uh, from I believe George Carlin, which is uh, think about uh, how stupid the average American is, and then realize that half of Americans are stupider than that. It's horrifying, <laughs> especially when you see like just I think the incompetence of man was when they had the Super League and everyone's like the Super League is a terrible idea and just Real Madrid just wanted to keep doing it but like you just gotta realize people are just stupid nah that's not that's not stupid that's just blind at that point that's just like refusing to believe in reality of course yeah that is stupidity there's a lot of people refusing to believe la- uh, reality okay we're getting too close to politics uh, what, what else about uh, United you were saying something about Bruno Fernandez uh, Bruno Fernandez accidentally posted a picture picture of Arsenal players in training because I guess he and Arsenal player Gabriel Martinelli have the same social media agency because it was tweeted off Fernandez's account and not Martinelli's. So just they're just a screenshot now of Bruno Fernandez tweeting good vibes with a bunch of Arsenal pictures in training. Which goes to show how soulless social media is most of the time. I love it. Um what do we have anything else? I, I wasn't looking at the game. Plan. For, for the actually, entire episode, yeah, no, nothing else, actually. That's, that's the end of the episode. We're just going to talk no, about... No, I, I, have, I have definitely a whole lot more else uh, to talk about, uh, no, especially I'll, I'll the, the, the Wii League. The Wii League it was interesting this past week. You're going to like All it. Right. I'll, I'll read through the, the game plan more effectively now because I was still just looking at stuff on my phone. It, it's, it's a really funny picture to me. You'll probably see it on somewhere <laughs> of just good vibes and then just Arsenal players. But... Yeah, rest of the Premier League, Liverpool slip up, they lose to West Ham, that's funny. Arsenal, Remontada still incoming, they're currently in fifth, ahead of Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, if he survives this while being behind Arsenal, that's, that's unbelievable to be fair. Because if you look at that Arsenal team, and then look at the Man U team, like the players, it's day and night. It's horrifying that Arsenal are actually still ahead of them. And by three full points, I don't know. Um... And then Aston Villa and Norwich both sacked their coaches. What's very funny about Norwich is that they won their first game of the season and then fired their coach. Because um, that's what happens when teams, I guess, know they're going to do it ahead of time. A.K.A. the Chicago Fire yeah. and Rafael Vicky. Uh, somebody else made that comparison <laughs> as well. It is pretty funny, at least to be fair. And then yeah, Aston Villa have just been in collapse for some reason. And they've got a good team, so they shouldn't be as bad as they are right now. But yeah, that's, that's the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea won. No, Chelsea actually tied to Burnley, so it's just kind of chilling now. Bundesliga, Marsh beats Dortmund, and Leipzig jumped to fifth. They've been struggling, but they, they seem to be turning kind of a corner, maybe. They tied, they tied PSG in the Champions League, so Marsh is by himself sometime, at least. He's not a complete fraud at this level yet, but yeah. Uh, it's also his birthday. While we're recording, uh, it's Jesse Marsh's birthday. Oh, that's that's nice. Then you got yeah. to celebrate this weekend, and then in the the only other bonus thing, because no one cares about that league. To be fair, is that uh, Wolfsburg wins again? I have to now keep track of Wolfsburg because they have the coach that got Bremen relegated, and they're somehow doing well with him, which is just prime example about how life is not fair and life is not just. Sometimes, how do you get relegated and then get a better job and then do well in that good job? It's uh, falling upwards, obviously. I, I not a. Anyway, but the good thing is Bremen actually won this weekend. They pulled off another remontada, or they pulled off remontada. They conceded. I was just going to say they conceded and scored twice, but that's just how comebacks work. You know that dude I keep talking about? That's how a comeback works. The Nicholas Volkrug, the guy suspended, unsuspended, captain, assist, whatever. 
Yep. The narrative arc was completed. He scored. He scored the first goal in the comeback. Um, Brayman's new tactic is having their center back cross the ball into the penalty area because that's how both goals were created, and it's really funny to be fair. Well, like uh, uh, like what the fire wanted to do with like Christian Dean <sighs> back in the day. That reference is just. <laughs> it's like I I hit a wall. I've just you've mentioned you've said those words in that order, and I I felt like I've hit a wall. So well oh, done, or like, or like you know what, uh, like what Calvo tries to do every do- every time. Hi, no, but the Bremen. It was also because the other team was par- trying to park the bus, so the Bremen center back just kept getting the ball top of the area, like kind of on the wing, kind of not on the wing, ah, okay. and he was just crossing it in. And he put in some it good crosses. It fair. was just by like complete coincidence that he was just like, oh, I guess I'll do this. I no, because he looked like he was getting in good positions. I don't know. We'll we'll see if it happens again <laughs> next week. If uh, I would be a big fan of Milos Velkovic, uh cross narrative. What is big is that obviously they're not playing next weekend. I messed up, but the weekend after that, when the international break's over, they play Schalke. And that's a big game, to be fair. Ooh, fun. So, yeah. And but then, what well, uh, is Schalke doing well right now? I haven't yeah, had. I remember, I've. Oh well, this kind of transitions to the next point. But have you? So I'm assuming you haven't then seen why the two Bundesliga has gone viral. Have you? No, I lock haven't up, seen that. Lock up the two Bundesliga standings real quick. Ooh. Well, and then look yeah, at, obviously. And then, and then look at the points. So from it's... first to tenth, there is one point separating each team from the team behind them. Yeah. So it's St. Pauli twenty six, Regensburg twenty five, Paderborn twenty four, then on, then on, then on. Wonderful. And that picture's gone big on social media just because of it looks really nice to be fair. It's it's and pleasing. The two Bundesliga is a fun league. Like it's I remember my my dad was trying to make a joke about how Bremen jumped up to eighth, but I told him like we're they're gonna catch up to somebody. Because teams just keep losing in the two Bundesliga. And then Schalke lost. Nuremberg was the team Bremen beat, to be fair. And then Jan Regensburg in second lost. Uh, St. Pauli taught, or St. Pauli unfortunately did not play. Which, I well, to be fair, if they had, did play and they got a point or something, it would have ruined the table. But at they least, got a whatever. game in hand. Yeah, they got a game, they in, hand. A game in hand. Uh, they're going to be playing against Sandhausen. Because they were supposed to play this past weekend, but Sandhausen have a COVID outbreak in the squad. So they could not play that game. So that Yikes. will be made up eventually down the line, blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, you know, are only, let me do some math, five points away from third, six points away from second. The shock is the big game though. That's going to be, that could be like a, a season defining game. Cause if they can win that and just kick into gear, that's That's good stuff. And I'm off from work that day. So that's a W on. And then, yeah, the rest of the world or rest of Europe, I guess. La Liga, Xavi is official now. Barcelona bottle it with their interim coach because they didn't they give up two goals in stoppage time to Celta Vigo? Or it may I have just been the seen. one. Let me see. Who did give up two goals in extra time were Atletico Madrid somehow. And they also tied 3-3. <laughs> La Liga is, is trying desperately to get people to care about them. But I just... I hey, I mean... Uh, no, they only bottled away a single goal in extra okay. time. It was the 96th minute, though. Yeah, Iago Aspas. Oh, the, were they up then three? They were nil? up three two. They were up three two, in uh, going into uh, no, final minutes. Gotta check. They were up three nil. Yeah, they were up three nil in the fiftieth minute. Yeah, unbelievable. And I thought that Madrid conceded twice in stoppage time to tie, which is pretty funny to be fair. But, I mean, I, I I am I'm a fan of the new chaotic La Liga. It is it is chaotic to be fair. 
So Sociedad, case in point, Sociedad are first because they won again. But Real and Sevilla both have games in hand. For some reason, a bunch well, of only teams one have game in hand each. Yeah, only one games. each. You know what I mean. But it's weird that a bunch of teams have a game in hand over others in La Liga. I don't know what's going on there. La Liga's always been kind of a structural mess, to be fair. Barcelona's in ninth. That's weird to look at. Man, That's Barcelona fun. have really fallen off. This is like uh, kind of one of those moments where you just kind of look at things and you're like, because like obviously it's been happening. It's been happening slowly over the course of the years. But kind of just looking at Barcelona ninth. Well, something is, that 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 looks weird to me is Getafe at the bottom of the table, Villarreal mid table. Because like those are usually the teams that are fighting for like five, six, and seven. Yeah, I mean, Villarreal are in Champions League. They they could still get out the group. Valencia tenth is strange. For shout out Rio Vallecano, they're in sixth. That they've got Falcao. It's funny. There's a lot of teams in Spain that may not make sense in theory. Yeah, that but... that's the thing. Like Spain always produces like solid players, but we only, <laughs> but we only ever like truly care about like five teams from La Liga. And now like this is the season. Like all of these teams are like okay. Barcelona's in disarray. Uh, Real Madrid is doing something is like on something right now and they just like something's wrong there Atletico is like a bit off this season this is one of their off seasons and so everybody is scrambling for like this is your moment to have relevancy in this league the weird take I was gonna have is that every team like they just have so many recognizable teams like every team feels like they've got something about them it's just I don't know I don't know why I'm now just focusing on La Liga, but well, I mean, anyway. It's the sort of thing where like, oh, I know what that team is because I heard of a player that came from that team, but I've never actually seen that team play because nobody cares enough to see that team play. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Anyway, France now, who cares? Why are you um, mentioning France? Because <laughs> well, last time you, you had, you on the game plan, it was laid out per league, and uh, one of the oh. other subcategories is Lega, and I just put who cares, because who cares? I forgot uh, what we talked about last week that had to do with Lega. I couldn't. Uh, Frankowski, probably. Yeah, it was Frankowski. Yeah, it was Frankowski. Serie A, AC Milan, and Napoli both tie, so they are now still joint first. And Mourinho's been struggling a bit with Roma, because that squad is really... Yeah, that, that squad's not a great squad, so... Although it is funny because Mourinho's already mentioned that in, in the press about how like the 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 shirt transfer window wasn't ideal. I mean, it, it wasn't to be fair. That team is has issues. But um, if you can get Europe again with them, that'd be nice. Yeah. Juve's in eighth still, but they did win this past weekend, so they're gonna ha- they're gonna eventually jump over Roma. So Roma's in a fight for for Europe in in Italy. To be fair, I don't even know if they're even able to get that, but they. They need a, f- a few transfer windows to fix things. Also, shout out Venezia for actually being a good team. They they beat Roma. They've got Sergio Romero. They've got um, the football dude we talked about last week, Gianluca Busio. It's a, it's a nice team, all things considered. Yeah. Wait, is there? I, I remember there's like some other random team that I was interested in seeing how they do this season. I don't remember. <laughs> what a champion you are! Like absolutely nailed it. Champion. And then Champions uh... League. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, Hellas Verona. That that's what I was thinking of, and I don't care lot. anymore. Yeah, that was last week. Time. Why is a Washington football team jersey at one hundred and fifty dollars? 
You know, while you while while you were talking, you know, usually when I'm doing the the Japan stuff, uh, Adnan is off doing something else on his computer. I'm guessing. Uh, this time, though, while you were talking about talking about Europe, I was uh, I was getting the in-game editor for Football Manager so I could go sicko mode on MLS with the fire. I can go <laughs> sicko mode on. I never want to hear those <laughs> words put together ever again. <laughs> Why is Washington football team apparel so expensive? Anyway, because it's not gonna like, last long. That's, oh, that's, that's the other thing of, I forgot. That's part of the reason I actually want to get uh, it because, as I mentioned, Trubisky, I haven't watched it, and I might actually get a Washington jersey just because, like, at, starting next season, I assume we're never gonna have Washington football team again. Thank you for reminding me about Washington football team because that's that reminded me something about the end base I'll need to mention. <laughs> okay, well, get that in the game plan for later, and then lastly, Champions League. There were some Champions League games after we recorded the last episode. None of them mattered in the slightest, really. Like the, I looked at the scores and I had no takeaways. Other than Ajax might be doing, you know, Ajax kind of like once every like five years put a run together and they look exciting before they sell everyone again. That might be happening this year because they beat Dortmund in Dortmund. They're running away with the group and they could be a threat in the Champions League because everyone else kind of stinks this year. So who knows? And then they'll sell everyone in the summer, and they'll need like five years to bounce back again. Vibes. But that's uh, now it's now it's time to to see what ocean is it between Europe and and, and Asia. This this not that's not okay. what I mean. I mean I mean Japan. Because so I, I, do, I do realize that Eurasia is technically one giant. Why that's is the thing. It, why is Europe and Asia separate? Why is it not just Eurasia? It sounds, uh, it sounds a little too much like Uranus, to be fair. Uh, because uh, I believe it's it's for cultural reasons as well. That's fair. Yeah, but like also China is very different to Bosnia. And uh, yeah, and also like I, I kind of like that line of like you know the uh, the the stands in like Azerbaijan and that sort of like that area is like was like a choke point, like very hard to cross. And that I mean that's like a good sub Eurasia. Yeah, area. like for. Because that's for, the uh, That's like right in the mix. For for a very long time, like you know, Middle East was very hard to pass through in in the olden days, and the the Europeans didn't care enough to pass through it. And honestly, the 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 uh, the the you know the uh, the uh, I I forgot what civilization was, there was in India, but like you know the the <sighs> Indians didn't want to pass that didn't want to pass there there very much either. And like yeah, there was a Silk Road, but. Very dangerous because you had to go that far anyway. Whatever. Uh, Jiggly, Jiggly's a Jiggly's a big expert on things that I, are I very actually, hard. Yeah, um, I I wanted to make that joke so long, but you just kept talking. I couldn't squeeze it in. <laughs> and I uh, uh, fun fact: I was trying to look up what what's the name of the body of water between like Asia and Japan, and it's just called the Sea of Japan. Yeah, and I'm kind of, of angry. I'm kind of angry about that. You couldn't give <laughs> it like an actual one. name. No, it's the Sea of Japan. There's actually an inland sea for uh, uh, in Japan. What do you uh, mean inland sea? Uh, you know how like you have a bay. It's kind of like that, but bigger. Uh, okay, I'm too stupid <laughs> for this conversation. Something something that I've learned for all you young writers out there, much like me, a young writer who hasn't done anything. Uh, for all you young writers yeah, out there, unnecessarily morbid. <laughs> uh, uh, for all you Man, young writers I'm out sorry. there, my, my biggest suggestion is that uh, is to just know a lot of random stuff that you can throw in whenever. Just like knowing a lot of random things really helps you with writing. 
quick side note, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky apparently is currently on the reserve COVID-19 list, so I don't know if he actually can be traded. Also, the trade deadline just passed. I'm thinking too much about this. Second of all, if you're going to put fun facts in your article, make sure they're correct. Because one yeah. time I wrote an article and I was going to reference a player moving from the United States to Europe, and I said crossing the Pacific Ocean, and that is not correct. Because I got someone replied to me on Twitter about it. I've had my, I've had my, I've had my, yeah, but have you had your dad go up to you and correct your article to your face? Uh, (laughs) Like when you go and sit down for dinner. (laughs) That's the reason why I'm not a fan of my dad looking at the articles. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll move on to Japan. Mr. Uh, Corolla, if you want to read my articles and then not tell me anything about them, that'd be, that'd be great. Fun. Big friend of the pod, Mr. Cor- is it Corolo? I don't even yes. know how to say your name properly. It is. Wow, look at me go. Uh, anyway. Toyota Corolla. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard that one before. Um, <laughs> J-League, FC Tokyo loses 8-0 to Yokohama Marinos. How do you feel about that, huh? You know what you get when you mix the J-League with, uh, I don't know. I was going to try to make a Joker reference again, but I couldn't. Uh, they um, were they did have a man sent off, but they were already down three nil by the 39th minute, which was when they had the man sent off. So okay, so like, um, let me ask you this, Jacob. Though, if if I told you that like your soccer team would have to concede ten goals in a month, wouldn't you want eight of them to happen in the same game at least? So then you only have two for the rest of the month. Obviously, that's not how sports works, but you know, maybe Tokyo want to get all the goals conceded out the way now, so they can move again in the forward. Move again in the forward. Move again in the forward. Move. I'm the, I, one, I'm the one who I've just been, came home from school. Like, what yes, are you doing? You've sick, been home all time. I'm, I've been home and I've been sick and I keep having to do things that require me to be outside in the, in the weather. All right. It's not ideal. It's not, it's not cold outside. It's like it's, 66 degrees. Look, man. <laughs> look. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Continue with Japan. Uh, Tokyo drops down to ninth with that result. Uh, Sarazo Osaka lost 1 0 uh, against Kashiba Reysol. That was an 86 minute game winner. Uh, elsewhere, Kawasaki actually finally lost. Uh, they lost 3 uh, 1 to Sagan Tosu. That is their second loss of the season. They are still 10 points ahead of Marinos, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, we got uh, up next is uh, the Women's Empowerment League. Uh, Jeff won one nil over uh, Nigata, and uh, it was actually a ninetieth minute, Jeff, Jeff. a ninetieth minute penalty to win it. They are now in fifth place, which is very magic fun. of the Wii League. The magic of the Wii League. I need to. I know those streams are on YouTube, but I gotta find them so I can see what that penalty was, so I could send it over to Adnan. Uh and then also a 1-0 victory was, uh, was I was about to say Vigalta Sendai, Minavi Sendai over Tokyo Verdi. They're still in second. They popped back up after their, uh, their week of, their day of action. Day of uh, action. And, uh, Wii action. Sorry. The, the, the Wii League day of action. Uh, anyway, uh, Kobe is still dominating, so, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. I believe they beat I forgot who they beat. I mean, I, I did this research while I was in class. Uh, <laughs> NWSL, uh, the Washington Spirit owner, uh, you know, people were saying, sell the team, Steve. So Steve is selling the team to people that he is a very deeply connected with and not the owner that everyone wanted him to sell it to. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, 
Uh, that's the rumors right now. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully the league steps in between them. And in terms of good owners, uh, Kansas City NWSL team is uh, part owned by Patrick Mahomes. And uh, they finally got a name. Uh, would you like to hear their name? Oh, I hope it's stupid. It's, uh, it's the Kansas City Current. Uh, here is their logo. I'm sending it into the chat right now. Like the water current? Yeah, like water current. Because they got a they got a river. That genuinely might be one of the worst logos I've seen in my life. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I I. They got it's the they got okay. the they got the Missouri well, River running straight through Kansas so, City. So, if you if you just take away the red block, first of all. And it's it's just a shield with three lines like that kind of make a watery thing with two random stars on the right. That in I don't itself know what the stars very, are for. <laughs> the very lame, very basic, very unlicensed soccer organization logo. It looks like something that belongs in like Pez or like a not real soccer. Well, you know what their logo was before this, right? Yeah, I know. Like the that was a generic placeholder. <laughs> but at least that made sense because it was a placeholder. Like it still sucked, but it was a placeholder. This is infinitely worse because it's actually the permanent one. And that doesn't even get into the fact that they've slapped a giant red bar down the middle of it and then just put KC in giant white letters. That is horrific. That's wait, that, like that's genuinely going to be a logo for a, a soccer team people are going to have to try to support. Like if I, if I lived in the KC area and I was excited about women's soccer and I was excited for that team, I would no longer support them. I, I've I've recently joined a new a new uh, simulation soccer league, uh, and recently they've been uh, they've been dropping the new uh, the 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 logos for the teams that they've added into the league, and I really want to hear your opinions on these logos now after hearing you just rip that one apart because I was ripping these apart. <laughs> okay, because at least but at least you know if you send something from the simulation like like send one real quick. That that is infinitely better than what, <laughs> the KC one by a country mile because at least that looks like a, a soccer logo of a team. I don't know. This one looks like a hockey logo. <laughs> that Athena one is absolute heat. That is lovely. <laughs> that is a lovely logo. I if the fire had that next season, I'd actually support the club. That is lovely. Like I don't get how how soccer pro soccer teams are so bad at making logos. I like, make it simple. No. The current fire logo stinks because it's too simple. It's a C. Uh, well, and then well, you we, need to make it simple and very and like simple but still meaningful. That's well, that's the that's the point of symbology. Yeah, but there's no meaning. What meaning is there behind a giant red block? Like yeah, okay, that's and, the issue that I'm seeing. You, you, the, do you want me to look up look up uh, the thing that they have for their stuff because they always have that sort of thing I don't it's care. like oh no, yes I, I don't i don't want to be lied to i don't care I, i'd rather not waste your time hearing about that which we which we can actually can't segue by the way into something oh because, god they, um, they, they posted okay they do not have uh the the usual like uh sheet of like things uh they have a video and they put it on Vimeo. They didn't put it on YouTube. It's on did. Vimeo. <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing shadier is, all right, Jiggly, you get $10,000, right, every single month that you only watch things on Video Daily Motion. Do you accept the offer? How long do you do it? 
I don't know. You can get some pretty shady stuff on there. Uh, actually, I would only accept it if you said the only thing I could watch stuff on was I might leave the call. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you just said. It's a, it's a it's an anime pirate site that I might bleep out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, we can segue into this real quick, even though it's MLS related. But New England officially announced their rebrand, and everything is dead now. MLS yeah. is no longer fun. MLS is a league for adults that run a business that make money. There is no soccer about this league anymore. Kill you your know, heroes. Eat the rich. A, there, there's the old history, like the 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 old story of uh, of Nakata. Uh, do you remember that name? Uh, the uh, only, like, the only Japanese players that anyone knew back in like the early two thousands. Or like the the guy that's a an, an ultimate team. Yeah, I, I know about Nakata. Yeah, Nakata. Uh, very very good Japanese player. Played in Serie A for for a while. Uh, pro- known as possibly the best Japanese player, at least playing outside of Japan. And uh, he retired. Uh, at a fairly young age, he was like uh, 29 or something, like a fairly young age for a soccer for a player of his stature, like being able to. Let me just actually look up to uh, uh, to to specifically see if I was right about that. He retired in 2005 while playing with Bolton, but Bolton was in the Premier League, so it it didn't matter. Uh, he retired, basically explaining that. Uh, he thought that soccer had become too corporate and he didn't like it. Uh, he only played for. Uh, he, that was funny. You're you're you got like twice as loud for a word for some reason. Probably because I leaned in slightly. Happens. Uh, but like he he essentially said like he didn't want to continue playing soccer because there was just no love in soccer anymore. <laughs> And I believe that is what has happened with MLS, uh, with the passing of the Cran flag. Because the thing is, is that the Cran flag in itself was just so stupid and beautiful. It, it, it's, it's like the last remnant of original MLS. Actually, yeah. let me look up. Is there even a current logo from 1996 that's still standing? No, nope, that up. was it. That was it. Somebody did the research already. That was it. Let me. I'm gonna see what the oldest logo is then in MLS. The oldest Just, logo. Well, I mean, the first team was the crew. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like the oldest logo that's still active. The oldest logo. That, oh, oh, the oldest logo logo that's still active. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I would have to check that too. Um, I'm gonna look that up while you. I think because... it might be like. Honestly. It might be real Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, that's horrifying to think about. That Let me is see. horrifying okay. to think of. <laughs> so, because uh, I'm just going to look at the teams we had year by year. Hopefully there's like a nice list on Wikipedia so I don't have to like scroll through all this text. There are so many words on this. I just want to see year by year. Okay, so. It, you, so your shirts, it was none of the original teams, right? None of the original teams. <sighs> Jiggly, you are real correct. Salt Lake. It is yeah, real Salt Lake. Oh, God. Before they joined the league. <laughs> Because the fire and Miami Fusion joined ninety seven. One no longer exists. It could exists. be FC One Dallas. It no, could no, no, be no. FC Dallas though. FC Dallas with the Dallas burn. Yes, but their but the FC Dallas logo could be older than Real Salt Lake logo. Okay, I'll look it that up be. then. Dallas, Dallas burn to FC Dallas. Let me see when this happened. Then I, I've looked up the the worst way to look that up. Okay, so let me see when I can find the rebrand. Dallas Burn era was until two thousand four. They became FC Dallas 2005. 
when did Real Salt Lake become a thing? Real Salt Lake was in 2005 as well. That's why I was looking for exact date. It was founded July 14th, 2004. In August of 2004. Okay. Lamar Hunt announced that the club would be rebranded and it was FC Dallas. To so Real, Salt Lake, Real Salt Lake's the oldest logo now. That is <laughs> frightening. That is that's absolutely a, frightening. That's a fun bit of MLS. Um, you, know, you know what's funny? I was talking to my dad. We, we don't even realize how many rebrands we missed back in the day. Because like the LA Galaxy are technically on their second logo. The Colorado Rapids are on their second logo. But at least those are like good like, rebrands. Yeah, those, those were ones where it's like, that logo looked stupid. So or we're like just going to do something Wiz. else. Like qu- quietly making something better. Yeah. Uh, these ones recently are just like, oh, we have to explain everything because you don't get it. Oh, God, that's a thing. God, uh... Something I'm learning in, in my screenwriting classes is just like, uh, if you have to explain something about your script as a screenwriter, if you have to explain something about your script, like, no, no, this is what it's about, then you've already failed because you haven't done your job. So if you have to explain something with your logo, you have not done your job. <laughs> it's, and you, it's not even that bad of a logo, per se, for New England, but it's just like, it's a, it's a final nail in the coffin. But then I gotta say that I always. We're talking about we're talking about Kansas. I thought we were still talking about the Kansas City logo. Oh, the Kansas City logo is just bad. It's just horrific. Because like that that one, there's nothing else to say other than that logo sucks. It's horrific. It's that logo legitimately pisses me off. Um, like if I could fight the human the the human equivalent of that logo, I would. That that that's that would be Patrick Mahomes. You you think you could take him? (laughs) If if I need to fight Patrick Mahomes over that logo, I would smoke him. Uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come see, uh, come see Adnan face off against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and if I if I beat him, then that Kansas City team has to use the lantern logo. Because oh, I you want some... you want to see you want to see Kansas City's old logo? Go on. Back when back when they were FC Kansas City, uh, they had this logo, uh, and I want to know if you like it better or not. I think you're gonna hate it even more. There's there's no way I can hate that logo more. Oh. Th- Okay. I accidentally That's... posted it twice, but <laughs> you're, you're, you're rethinking what you said, eh? No, 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 no. It's, it's still a better logo, to be fair, because I legitimately don't think I could imagine a worse logo other than like a drawn on, on, a, on a badge, on a circle, because then that couldn't even be used. Uh, the old but, logo was this that one. The old logo is pretty... There's also another older logo pretty... than that. Okay, that looks like uh, a children's soccer team. To be fair, yeah, that was that's designed. A youth team. That is a okay, youth team. That's still much better than whatever in the world that KC thing is. The the weird the weird fluent body. I'm kind of a fan of. That's kind of heat. To be fair, all right. It's it's one of the stupidest things I've seen, but it makes sense. It was a comment about like a a, a beat on YouTube. You know, like those rap beats, whatever. Yeah, and it was intentionally made to be kind made to be kind of bad. But someone commented, if you close your eyes and stare at the wall, this beat kind of heat. And I did it, and it actually sounded much better. If I look, if I like close my eyes and look at the wall and think about that logo, it's heat. I wish I had merch with that. <coughs> wow, this uh, is amazing. Back, back we, to the women's actual yeah, soccer now. Back, back to the actual soccer that was played. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about the, the later game that was on Sunday. The Washington Spirit beat the uh, North Carolina Courage. It went to 
extra time, uh, the uh, unfortunate thing that I do have to report is uh, Tori Huster. I do not have any updates on it, but what happened was is that uh, she got the ball clean through. It was an extra time. Uh, she was one-on-one with the keeper, and then she pulled up with what appeared to be an Achilles injury. She was carried off the pitch, uh, and uh, the and the doctor was holding her calf. So... I do not have any reports. I think that there probably are some reports, hopefully, uh, but I do not have them at the moment at the time of recording uh, because um, I'm just not in the Washington spirit loop. Uh, but hopefully she's OK. That's that's something that like that's going to haunt that haunts a player for a while uh, with that specific scenario. Uh, just like be, being able to ice the game right there being able to win the game and then getting a brutal non-contact injury that that that's gonna hurt a lot uh but uh they did win and that was uh when uh ashley hatch uh cleaned up a low shot rebound from a uh, trinity rodman shot uh so uh it wasn't rodman getting the rebound it was uh it was another player uh that's clever well done uh, but the actually, I heard uh, uh, this is one thing that I did see after the game. There was uh, there were some comments from uh, from I believe Hatch that uh, they were actually aiming for uh, they were trying to shoot low against Casey Murphy because they knew that Murphy was just going to swat anything out of the air if it was high. So that actually went exactly to plan. That was exactly what they were trying to do against her. So it's nice to actually hear that that sort of like tactical side because normally you hear tactics you think okay positioning and where players are passing to but you don't think about like the tactic of how you shoot at the goal and that was interesting to hear about and they uh converted on that tactic i like it and uh the and the spirit will face off against uh olympic leon rain in the semifinals. i do not know when that is and honestly i don't care that much uh Chicago Red Stars versus Gotham FC. Uh, the Chicago Red Stars ended Carly Lloyd's career. So that was fun for me. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, they, they won 1-0. Uh, Sheridan, Kaylin Sheridan had a wonderful game. Uh, they gave uh, player of the game in, in Gotham to uh, Carly Lloyd, but I don't think she deserved it. She, she was flopping half the time and trying to break legs. Uh, she did get a yellow card, and I was hoping that she'd get sent off. But uh, it was actually Kaylin Sheridan who I thought had a really good game. She was standing standing in front of that goal very well, uh, but uh, she wasn't able to stop every shot. And so Mal Pugh did get past her, I believe, in the... Hold on, I have my... Why didn't I just take this down and mention it? Uh, she let by the goal in the 62nd minute. Uh, Mal Pugh did look like she was, was pulling up limping a bit uh, around the uh, 80th, 85th minute. Uh, she was taken off then, but uh, hopefully she'll be okay. Uh, the game, the, the semifinal games are next week and, uh, the Red Stars have made it further than they should have made it this entire season. As we know, at the beginning of the season, I said the fire were more likely to make the playoffs than the Red Stars and the Red Stars have won a playoff game and the fire are in 12th place. So yeah, I just got to pick that out to be fair. But, uh, the thing is, is that. The Red Stars are going up against a Portland team that honestly did not go into the end of the season very well. Uh, they, I believe their last few games... Uh, yeah, their last game was a draw against the North Carolina Courage. 
uh, they won against the Dash, but then they also like took a draw against Rain. They took a draw against Kansas City, who is trash. They lost to the Dash. They haven't they haven't really handled things well since uh, losing to the Red Stars in late September. Uh, and wait a second, no, I think I'm looking this wrong. Whatever. Yeah, they haven't handled things wrong. They've only gotten one win since then, uh, and. I think that it's a very possible thing that the Red Stars could be going up against a <clears throat> a, a lesser Portland side at the moment, like a weakened, mentally weakened Portland side with the way that they've been playing recently. But they did have the, they ended up with the top seed. They won the Shield, so they're still a, a dangerous team. That game is going to be played next Sunday in Portland at four thirty. Uh, the Rain Spirit game is going to be at two o'clock that same day in seattle no not in seattle in tacoma because uh the rain play in tacoma and that's why they can't be called seattle uh i think that's it yeah that's it for uh nwsl stuff um so do you want like because i i i'll, I'll kind of get to it later but i love the mls playoffs just watching it like even when i was a fire fan i just love watching do you watch other nwsl playoff games or do you just not care about the rest of the league in the slightest um, i I think that on a better day, I would have watched the Spirit Courage game, and I might still watch the Spirit Rain game. Uh, mostly, like, Sunday I had a lot of homework to finish oh. up because I was, like, completely out of commission on Saturday, and I needed to finish all of this stuff. But uh, I will try to watch So if you could, you would. Yeah, I'll okay, try. Like, I won't care that much, but it's you like, yeah, I'll watch schedule. it. Yeah. Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I will absolutely clear my schedule for the MLS playoffs. Uh, oh, I've just realized there's going to be a house game, probably. That's I, uh, the, the big thing right now is that uh, my dad has basically said that if the, Red Star, if the Red Stars make the final, we're going to Louisville. That's a, a vibe, to be fair. <laughs> I've, I've tried to look up the MLS pl- uh, the playoff schedule, and all it says is the finals on the 11th of December. So thank you, MLS, for that. They're, they're, they're helping you out. They're helping you out there, bud. Uh, right. You got you got uh, Chicago House stuff. I heard a bit from a. Uh, we also have to talk about the Detroit stuff in that same area. Okay, cool. You got that there. <coughs> hey, uh, I got a covered big man. Don't worry about that. I don't but, know why I sounded uh, kind of sexual. I apologize for that. <laughs> that's on me. Uh, that, that's that's just that's just the vibe that this podcast has sometimes to the you, to you, our listeners. You mentioned the Chicago House, and I get sexual. Um, <laughs> anyway. So the house did win. They conceded very early on, but still won. A third remontada I get to mention, where I just don't remember. I need to find my article. I don't remember if they scored right before the half or right after the half. But of course, uh, you're gonna have to say his name because he's Polish, and I'm not good with that. Just Woj, right? It's just Woj. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. I, I like. He says to just say Woj. Ah, <laughs> oh, but he's, that's a. He's got a cool name. Like, well. Anyway, Wolch yeah. scored um, a bit after the halftime break, and then they scored a winner with about two minutes to go. And I did, I did see the goal, but I almost missed it because I I was trying to finish up my article. And I won't lie to you, obviously, like I, I still support the house. I'm still fan. I was still happy they scored that. But one of my first thoughts was, man, I've got to change this article now because I'd already had every like almost everything typed up and ready to publish. But you know, that's just the life you live as a soccer journalist. Uh, Ian Saro scored. Derek Huffman uh, assisted both, which was cool. It was funny. Woj scored on Polish night. 
they played Polish music. Like, you know, like during the breaks and play, they'll play like they hype played music. Polka, and stuff like that. didn't they? They play, they play Polish, like, they play like Polish, like techno music. Oh, Eurobeat. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, techno, techno folk is, is like a subcategory I talk about in Bosnia. It's, it's, it's okay. like, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get European. Did they, did they just remix folk? Uh, did they just like remix polka or something? It was. It wasn't like that. It was like actual Polish, like club music, kind of. It was nice. Interesting. Uh, I did enjoy that. Um, the what was questionable is that the house played a four-one-three-two formation, which is a CDM and then a cam, two wingers and two strikers. I like which it. Which is I am not a fan of that, but I'm also my favorite manager of all time, Jose Mourinho. So it explains why I don't like it. To be fair. I like I like the uh, uh, it, it's got shades of, you know, the type of thing that uh, Bradley would have taught uh, CJ. Which is ironic because CJ was a defender, but, you know, well, I mean, you know, that that's uh, uh, well, I mean, Xavi was talking about it. Uh, uh, I saw his quote earlier today about, you know, it's the type of soccer that uh, Johan Cruyff wanted, wanted everyone to play total football. Everyone needs to understand every position. Yeah. But one CDM is scary, is all, is all I'll say there. Especially when that CDM is Drew Khan and Drew Khan likes to vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I think that like talking talking to Drew, not just on the podcast, <laughs> but like in, like generally when I've when I've taught the the few moments that I've had to talk to him actually about soccer, like it seems like he really likes you know the recoveries and that sort of thing, like making those tackles. So he does like to vibe and move up the pitch, but I think that. I can trust him to at least stay home when he needs to stay home. I just can't trust a one-man midfield or a one-man uh, center midfield. I just I I'm a scary I'm a scared pessimistic man. Well, I think I, I don't know. I think that uh, the fire could do something like that with like Fede. I think Fede oh, is the type of player who could do that. Not. If if you no offense, if you try that in the modern game at like a top tier level, you're conceding fifty. Uh, maybe the, the, uh, the, maybe CJ got away with it because it was a one-time game and Nisa is a lower level. But like, if you're going into a game knowing a team's playing one DM, they're they're conceding five. Uh, but, what, not the uh, th- uh, three three two two. Okay, are you are you watching soccer from the 1960s now? With I, your three two three two two three no, three two no, whatever three three two two. I love this. I love this formation. Uh, the reason why I love it is is Peter Novak. Like <laughs> Peter Novak indoctrinated me into the into the three five two specifically the three three two two. Three three. So is that three center mids? So it's three center backs. Okay. Uh, a defensive midfielder. One defensive midfielder. One defensive midfielder, and then you got uh, and then you got two wingers that are essentially shuttling up and down. Okay. And then you got two, uh, two attacking midfielders and two strikers. Are they actually attack? Because if, if they're not attacking midfielders, one of them, more like central midfielders, then they're, they're, it's, that's more of a three-one-four-two. To be fair, it doesn't sound uh, as lunatic. It's as, like dual dual tens, but one of them does track back. Well, that's why Pierre Nowak is coaching in the Caribbean and not at a high level. Yes, but uh, that's that's what the Fire used for the longest time. They had yeah, but that was also nineteen ninety eight. That's you how the MLS fire won. That's how the fire won the double. You think MLS had tactics back in that day? Also, if you look up Peter Nowak, it just looks it, uh, the first thing pops up is a is a doctor. I've also probably spelled his name wrong. I've just realized. Yep, I've absolutely spelled his name wrong. That's yeah. on me. I'm trying to slander Mac. I haven't spelled his name correctly. I spelled both parts of his name incorrectly. If my dad heard that, he'd kill me because my dad's still a big fan of Nowak. 
Is he? Oh, he's not even. He's he's, 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 he's not a, even in a job right a, now. He's a. He was the he's sporting a, director of a team in Poland, but he's well, not he's doing currently, that anymore. Well, he's currently. Well, I mean, the whole uh, lawsuit stuff that's been happening. <laughs> I don't know how far it's gone since then, but uh, he's currently uh, he's currently doing a show in Poland. He's a, well, he's he's, he's, he's an analyst now. Oh, he's okay, an analyst he's, now. Okay, that's he's doing a show in Poland. Uh, well, I've seen him well, tweeting about it. Well, it's a good thing he's not doing anything tactics related anymore. Hey, oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going to stop slandering him so much. But, uh, yeah. But, like I like I I like that sort of formation if you can get a player that you can trust. I'm I'm a cynic. Is that is we'll probably have to leave that because you, yeah. you we we've got good duality because you seem like a, a hopeless footballing romantic <laughs> that loves like offensive teams and going forward and like trying to win. And I just want like a one like if if you told me the Chicago House next season won every single game one to zero, I, I'd bite your hand off for that because I love me a good one nil game. Anyway. The House have two games left in the year. Both are at home, and they're both on Saturday nights at 7.30. The first is against Stumptown. The second is against California United. I believe I'm going to... Uh, I think I'm going to the game of the 20th? That's yeah. the last game of the season. Then. That's that's fan yeah. appreciation night. So I was going to make a joke there, but I'll, I'll decide not to be toxic for any reason. Do you think I'd still be able to get something, even though I'll be in the press box and I technically won't be a fan in the stands? Wait a second. Oh wait! If it's the twentieth, if the if the Red Stars make the make uh make the final, that's the same day as the Louisville game, so I wouldn't be going. <laughs> yeah, but but going the, to Louisville. <laughs> yeah, but that game's kicking off at like uh, two a.m. Right? Remember? No, that one's it's, it. Actually, is at eleven, I believe. Oh, cause, so they actually moved it tonight then. No, what do you it's mean like eleven? Eleven a.m. <laughs> How are you? So I guess you you'd have to go the night before, then stay overnight somewhere. Yeah. Well, you you uh, worry about that. Yeah. Classes on Fridays. <laughs> Cross that bridge when you get there, as they say. But... As you say, specifically you. <laughs> okay, other people. To be fair, imagine. Uh, um, yeah. So, I, if you want to know about three D chess, I I put in my tweet for the article about like if if you're not watching Chicago House, you're missing out. Which is part, which is true. To be fair, because they are fun I don't to know. watch. I They're heard... like a team vibing. But I also did put that knowing that a bunch of house people and like fans were going to retweet that and spread the word. So I, it's three D chess, not three D checkers. I also yeah, know that multiple house, house fans that I talked to about that game were just like, man. It's hard watching this team. They suck. <laughs> Honestly, I had fun watching that game. Maybe I just got caught up in like the camaraderie and like all maybe, that. Maybe maybe you've been caught up in the caught up in in your own narrative of defensive football. <laughs> no, what I got caught up in, I'm not gonna lie to you, is because I just started thinking about the fire rebrand stuff like that and how soulless it's all become. And then I just see the house. I'm like, look at these lads go. Look at these look at lads these, go. Look at these lads with their house music. Oh uh, man, I had a different pie. thing to talk about, but that's the perfect like, uh, that's the perfect Madron, segue. Alvaro Madron is like 50 times better than anyone on that house lineup, but he doesn't work a penny as much as anyone else does. I know, I, I know, I know a guy who I talked to at the at the Red Stars game, a longtime Fire fan. Uh, you know, just generally a fan of thing of things that peter wilt has done and he's like <laughs> he's like i have i have refereed for uh youth soccer games that were better than that <laughs> the house do have some games where they just kind of happen it's it's really ugly really boring but you know it's a process uh and but, also i am biased because I'm, I'm in the press box and the press box is a great view i get to see everything at once and i love it uh well, first off, I got two things to talk about. Uh, first of all, is uh, just about Polish night. Uh, for some reason, my dad finally found uh, two uh, two scarves that he hadn't had. He didn't he didn't know he had before, which was the uh, 
Poland versus U.S. scarf from 2005 when they played at Soldier Field. It was a doubleheader fire, fire uh, versus, I think it was FC Dallas or Dallas Run, whatever they were at that time. Uh, and then the second game was against uh, was Poland versus the U.S. And so there was a split scarf for that. I have one of them now. Anyway, the other uh, segue is uh, something about like, uh, well, it doesn't work anymore because I ruined it. Whatever. Detroit. Adnan. Well, that, that, that's you, to be fair. Oh, fine. Uh, there is some recent stuff coming out. So uh, I so the fire, <coughs> the, the big fire news came out while I was in my animation class. In the middle of that, they just like dumped it. And I'm like, OK, cool. I got to go onto Twitter and handle this now during my lunch. And then I finish my lunch. I go back. I go to uh, I go to my next class. And in that next class, uh, the uh, Detroit City dumps this. I get an email from Detroit and it's like, oh, they got a owner's meeting. I never go to those. But then I see on Twitter that apparently. Uh, OK, I clicked on the wrong Twitter feed. There we go. Apparently, Detroit City is in talks with USL Championship to join them as soon as next season. Uh, so it's something, we've been it's been something we've been talking about, to be fair, about how it's something they need to do. So However, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the two minds. That, that, that is the two minds of this, which is like, first of all, I, I think it's a great thing that they're doing. It's a wonderful business move. It is the right thing for them to do at this time. I think, wh what did I say here? Friggin', uh, yeah, very smart, practical business move. And like, honestly, the people working at the club, very happy for them. Uh, and like, honestly, it's more impressive. Not, it's not just impressive that, you know, they're going into the USL, but they're going straight from NISA to USL Championship. That is a level just below MLS. <laughs> Oh yeah, wait! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. it's not like a lot. They're not just play. going like the Chicago Chicago House might be able to get into like League One, maybe USL League One, but Detroit has happened all the way up to champ to the championship, and honestly, they could possibly you know make it to MLS very easily, uh, or at least like you know they they'd be they'd be a solid uh, bottom feeder alongside uh, Cincinnati, but I mean they'd at least be a bottom feeder in MLS. <laughs> They'd be at least be a bottom feeder in the top division. So I think that it's very much. In terms of if you look at it from a pure soccer perspective, this is a good thing. But you look at it just in the t general tone of Detroit and in Detroit City. This is funny. <laughs> this, this could is very well be Icarus. <laughs> this could be Icarus flying way too close to the sun because. I remember going to that fire game away to Cincinnati in the Open Cup when Cincinnati were a USL team and they were having the time of their life. They were selling out the stadium. They were having a good team. They were winning games. And people were warning them, like, you, don't, you might not want to go to MLS because you're going to lose all this. You're going to become corporate. You're going to become, you're gonna be a team that sucks most well, likely. No. FC Cincinnati was in like the that. USL. Like, that, the thing is, is that FC Cincinnati yeah, was in USL. What is, they were magic and, and people were warning them, like, once you make the step up, things might change. And they made the step up and, and things changed for them. No, this, this Detroit that's, changed. That's not, what about. This is, that's not what I'm worried about for this team. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about the general, the general step up. Detroit City has built its entire identity on hating MLS and the MLS system. 
Yeah. And now they're joining the MLS system. So I got an email. Uh, and this is the only thing that I can confirm. Uh, there is a meeting uh, the night that this podcast comes out. There is a owner's meeting, a, a, a short notice owner's meeting, like an urgent email was sent out to all the owners. And uh, basically, they didn't say what it was going to be about. But with this news coming out, I'm absolutely watching that stream. <laughs> My, it's, it's almost certainly going to be that, to be fair, then. It's going to be that, which is going to be very interesting to see the reaction to it, because that's the thing, like, their entire identity is this. And they're going against it. And I want to see how that implodes. <laughs> I want to see how that happens. Especially if they then join the league and just get absolutely demolished every week. Because what will be like... The thing uh, is, is that I, think, I think that they can handle themselves in the championship. I think they can. This isn't like, um, like, you know, like this isn't like Cincinnati moving up to MLS because Cincinnati moving up to MLS. I don't think they got any DPs their first season. Like they, they came up to MLS and they're like, we're going to do this the right way. And they didn't get any DPs. They did nothing to help themselves and they sucked. And then they finally got DPs and they didn't do a good job at getting DPs. Like they going from Nisa to usl championship may seem like a massive jump but for but for detroit city specifically they have the structure they have the quality play they have the players uh, enough players with quality and they have the ability to acquire players with quality to play in the usl championship that's the difference between them going up to usl championship and uh and cincinnati going from usl to mls but the whole thing the whole thing that i'm in on is it's their identity. Like it, you, it's what it's like. This is a storyline that we've accidentally been following for the past three months. <laughs> we've accidentally been following this storyline as it as it unfolds. Yeah, we've, been complaining, we've been complaining about Detroit almost the entire almost the entire season for for the house. We've been complaining about Detroit and how entitled they feel. And now, where is that going to go? What's going to happen? Like, I, man, I need to actually check out what's going on on the Detroit tag. Because this is just weird and crazy. And, and what? It's already, there's, already, there's already people saying club over league. <sighs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I think that's supposed to mean they're going to stay with Detroit, even if they go into MLS. Which is insane, or... because they hate MLS. <laughs> I none of this makes sense. What will will be funny at the very least is if they do go to the championship and they do get demolished early on, there's gonna be a lot of stuff on Twitter. Because as Absolutely. we've heard Detroit City fans love being on Twitter after their team does well. And if they're getting demolished, there's gonna be a lot of talk back for sure. Cause that cause like that's the whole thing right now. It's just I don't I I, I don't know how it's going to work now. With the way that like the way that Detroit constantly acts around other people, and especially especially when they acted with the way that they acted around like Fire fans specifically, and saying like, "Oh, you're a McFranchise and everything," I'm pretty sure that this owners meeting is probably it, it is very possible that it is cool. So thank you guys for all the money, but we're going to have to buy you guys all out now because we're going into MLS and we're going into USL, we're going into the MLS system, so we can't have you guys along with us. If that's it, oh man, that's hilarious. And I get money. That's great. 
Also, I still don't know how to spell Detroit, by the way, because I just tried to look up Detroit City FC on Twitter, and no, I spelled Detroit it's, wrong. Uh, it's hashtag DCTID. <clears throat> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to find some tweets. Oh, yep, oh, I'm already seeing some memes. This is a good stuff. All right. But, yeah. That, it's just, like, amazing. Oh, man, I'm, I'm seeing some other stuff. Whatever. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going. Yeah. Okay. There's, it's, anyway, it's just hilarious to, finish, to me. Yeah. As we try to finish this podcast, while Twitter has a field day, it's it's a good time. I love it so much. Uh, as as somebody who no longer wants to be an owner of Detroit City, <laughs> this is amazing to me. I hope I get bought out. Uh, cool. Your mom, to be fair. True. Remember the classic uh, joke. My mom. My my mom owns the team, but I own it in 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 my name. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so we got MLS next then. Vancouver is in the playoffs. Big, big boy stuff. I'm, I'm happy. I've got someone I can root for in the yeah. playoffs now. I forgot who I'm, who am I cheering for in the playoffs? I gotta see. Why are you asking me? I, I, well, going, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that out loud so I can, I, I can give myself time here. Come on. This should be good. Do, 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 do. I was hoping that you could be like talking or something or like doing something that's actually like I don't know like uh, helpful. I mean, I'm going to be cheering for Minnesota anyway. I think. Is, is, is Minnesota in? I don't think yeah, Minnesota's in. Yeah, they are. They're playing Portland on the road. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big, I gotta I'm, see. A, I'm always a big fan of MLS playoffs, even though I may not like what MLS does or I may not like a team in MLS. I love the MLS playoffs because there's always something stupid happens. And it's Something always, stupid. It's hey, hey, a good time. That, that is the motto of this podcast. Uh, next season, uh, every single season, we add an additional thing onto our logo. And next season, I want to have Latin script uh, underneath our logo that says Stultus Fit Eloquid Semper. Which is stupid things. Uh, what is it? Some, uh, it always does something stupid in Latin. Something Or something stupid always happens. Yeah, it's, it's the rough translation of something stupid always happens, but the direct translation is it always does something stupid. That is life, to be fair. I love it. Uh, okay, wait, where is it? Uh, I You'll hate get there it. One day. Yeah, it it it's not even like showing me a bracket. It's just like here's a list of matchups. Uh, yeah, they got uh, it's Sounders versus Real Salt Lake, KC versus Whitecaps, Portland versus Minnesota. Yeah, I'll be cheering for Minnesota, I guess. Uh, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see New England, uh, and how they do. And they're without. I'm not going to cheer for them, but it's going to be interesting. I put I put preview question mark, but I guess we can do the preview closer to the actual playoffs because it's going to happen after the national break. Let's let's do it in a week or so, or whatever. That's fair, but yeah. Lastly, the only other MLS takeaway has that Lewandowski. Oh, Lewandowski, I'm so stupid. Lewandowski has officially played his last game in MLS. And how do you feel? I I put this in the chat earlier. I, I put the thing is. And it, it's the curious, because you know the curious case of Benjamin Button. I love saying the curious case of it. It's the curious case of Chris Wondolowski. Because obviously, MLS legend, most goals by far for anyone. But he's also got like the kind of Donovan effect where if you play in MLS too long, people are like, how come you never try to make a step up? You never tried to test yourself out wide or, or test yourself abroad? Well, Donovan because, like, did test himself abroad, though. And failed, to be fair. Yeah. Wando never tried, but then, well, you know, Wondolowski, whatever, poacher, it worked on MLS, he was comfortable, I can't blame him for that. But for people like me, 
and for many other people, no matter how many goals Wondolowski scored or how many good things he did, blah, 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 he will, for, he will forever be missed against Belgium. That's the entirety of his, ML, his playing career, all the work he's done in his life, all yada, yada, yada. To me and to many others, I look at Chris Wondolowski and I just think miss versus Belgium. And I, I kind of feel bad because, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy, I assume. You know, he's done, he's done some nice things. But I just don't care because he, I, I've watched him single-handedly cost my country a spot in, in the quarterfinals of a World Cup. And it's tough, you know? Do you I, have a take on this? Do you even care? My, you... my, my take on, uh, on Wondolowski is that he played for the Earthquakes, and that's enough for me to not care about him. Why do you have so much beef with the earthquakes? I don't know. Like it's 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 uh it's old beef uh in, in MLS. <laughs> fire fire versus earthquakes is fire versus earthquakes is like barn burners old beef. That's fair. Uh, even though like technically he was he was drafted to the earthquakes in the supplemental draft, but when they but he was with them uh, when they moved to Dynamo, and then he just stayed with them again, right? Yeah, he went to the Dynamo, and then in 2009, I believe 2009 was when the Earthquakes came back? No idea. I need to see uh, the 12th season of the team's existence. No, uh, 2008 was when they came back, okay. and then they got him uh, the next season. Fair but enough. he was already captain of, uh, like, Houston. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good player. Does he have an MLS Cup? Yeah, I, I, he surely does. That's yeah, he does. Cup. With the with the Goonies that was coached by uh, Yellup, of course. Um, but yeah, he's got no. He's got two with the Dynamo. Oh, uh, not with Dominic Kinnear, the prime days. Yeah, he did not. Brian he didn't Schwing win. Them. He did not win an MLS Cup with the uh, with the Quakes. He won both of his uh, MLS Cups with the Dynamo. Brought <laughs> all oh, when they beat Houston or they beat New England both times. Yeah, back to back, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, he also had that miss against Belgium. To be fair. That just life. Life. He also is... had two two supporter shields as well. Two thousand five, the final, the final season of the up. earthquakes. Shut up about the supporter shield. All right, I, I genuinely got annoyed when you mentioned about how NWSL has a supporter shield equivalent. It's the stupidest trophy in sports, or one but, of at least. But Detroit, but but Detroit won the league, and uh, you're not supposed to have a playoff. Well, the, at least that's uh, to be fair. At least Detroit's league title actually matters a bit more because there is no playoffs. The fact that MLS has a playoffs and then tries to give a trophy for the supporter shield is one of the stupidest things I've ever well, seen. In my I life. mean, you know, it's not. It's more that like, it, have, haven't you ever heard of the president's trophy in the NHL? No, I, I know they have in the NHL. It's also incredibly stupid that they have in the NHL. Well, if you if uh, you if you re, if you have like points and that sort of thing. Wait a second. Oh God. I I just found something very very stupid. Uh, 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 through the Wikipedia page. So. There's a redirect, uh, you know, if you search up Wando on Wikipedia, it redirects to the page Wondolowski for, for Chris Wondolowski. Uh, and then it says, uh, well, it's, it redirects here. But if you were looking for a different thing, it has a, uh, a link at the top. It's like, oh, if you were looking for this specific thing, this is a link to that. Uh, the term Wando could also redirect you to the Takeshi 6 9 song, Dummy Boy. <laughs> Uh, that's that doesn't sum up things at all, but it feels apropos for some reason. Strangely, feels right. 
and it stops us from having the stupid, meaningless debate about the the meaning of the supporter shield because neither of us are going to convince the other anyway. None of us care enough about that. Uh, also, another thing we don't care enough about: uh, the fire lost two 0 to Columbus. It's finally over. Whatever. Uh, I was at the Red Stars game. Uh, the Red Stars won. I got to hang out with the owner. It was great. Uh, the two the big news though, <clears throat> the big news came in two different parts though. First was Wednesday night. Uh, I was uh, attempting to watch a very stupid anime, but I could not keep my attention on it because this popped up. Taylor Twelman gets up there. I think it's like 11 at night at that point. Taylor Twelman reports that the Chicago Fire players were in mutiny against the owner, against, uh, against uh, leadership or whatever, against the team. Because, uh, se- because uh, seven, like six regular, seven players, including six regular starters, were told that their uh, contract options would be declined. That was the report then, that there would be players not showing up to the game. Uh, fa- uh, fast forward to literally like maybe a half hour later, the follow-up report from Twelman said. Oh, actually, uh, apparently not all players. Uh, it's ju- uh, not all players are are uh, are mutinizing. Literally, uh, there's no reported absences that are going to be on the plane so far. So everyone's guess here is that there is one player who did not travel, and they didn't have good reason. There, well, there were three players who didn't travel. And all three of them, I believe, no, only two of them were cut. Uh, no, wait, only one of them was cut, actually, of the three players that didn't travel. So it was Fabian Herbers, who broke his nose at training, uh, Gaston, whose wife was expecting. But then the suspicious third one is uh, Francisco Calvo, who did not go to Columbus. He decided to go early to his national team, which, rather suspicious, because he is the only player of those three that had his option declined. Uh, so what? I, I really want you to step in here at some point, please. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw nothing about this. I had cool. no idea this was a thing. And I could, it just goes to show how little I care about the fire. All right. Uh, I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame Calvo to be fair. Really? Because like, why? Well, the thing is, is that Calvo Calvo was throwing a hissy fit like for the past month. That's fair. He was well, listed as out for a long time yeah, when that, he was playing mostly... for his national team. He was listed as out because he just didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. That one, I'm not too sure of. What I know for sure is that John Brooks wasn't brought into the U.S. national team camp. Uh, that's a sidetrack for another day because I'm looking at Tolman's account now, and I understand why Calvo wanted to play the last game because the game doesn't matter and why not then just go to your national team because those are the games that matter and he, he, he feels loved and stuff in the national team because they actually probably use him right or something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Why he's missed so long, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't, I, I, to be fair, again, I still don't blame him. Like, I know it's unprofessional stuff like that, but, like, <laughs> would I want to play for the Fire for, like, the last month of the season when I know the games don't matter and I know I'm not going to play for the team the next season anyway? It's uh, it's tough it, because uh, this was a tweet that I tried to tag you into, but uh, you apparently didn't see it then. <laughs> did I not see? Oh, because I have some notifications. Let me see. Yeah. You see, spelled Sean wrong. That's unnecessary. He did, but but nice joke. 
Because what uh, got me more is that, which I guess what you'll get to is like the list of players that they're not going to pick up the options for, right? Was that next? No, what was next was more just like the reaction because I found it absolutely hilarious because you could tell which people were Fire fans and which people weren't because the people who weren't Fire fans were all just like, man, this is like such a callous thing to do. I'd hate to be a Fire fan right now. Wow, this is terrible. I can't believe that they would do this to their players. And then all the Fire fans were just like, yes, finally, let them burn. <laughs> Essentially, like everybody was completely fine with players being cut. And like there were a couple players that were like, if you cut them, I'm going to be mad. But at the same time, you know what? I, I listed it in, in, the, in our game plan as the culling because that's just what it was. Just get rid of almost as many players as possible that you do not need anymore. And I'm happy that they made the announcement immediately. Uh, and apparently their whole thing about like telling them early was about, oh, well, you know, so that they have uh, th so that they know what they're going to be doing. Uh, like they can start setting up their options for the next one. Uh, I don't what? know. Because what? Do you have the list of people that are not getting their contracts picked up? I have a list, and I also have analysis on each of the players as well uh, on my Twitter. Because we have the list real quick oh, on your Twitter, because I need to yeah. – you do tweet a lot to be – no, I'm kidding. Yes, I'll I do. For a second. I, why, I tweet so much. <laughs> why was John Brooks not called up to the national team, by the way? I don't know. You think I care about oh, the national team? Oh, because Berhalter just stinks, to be fair. You think I care about the national team? I got 68,500 tweets. <laughs> I got 68,500 tweets over six years. What pops up, dude, it's... Uh, it's I've also not been able to cover the fire recently, so I think I've kind of just... It's been out of sight, out of mind, so I've not really got any idea. The big one, to be fair, is why in the world is Lucas Jovic's option not being picked okay. up? Okay, so let me go in, in alphabetic order. I Let me go jokes. in alphabetic order okay, and we can talk right. about it. So first, Robert Barich. Obviously, yeah, makes Good. sense. Okay, yeah, get him Just out of there. Just leave, get gone. Uh, Francisco Calvo. Yeah, I need to move on, to be fair. It just didn't work. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm a big Calvo fanboy, obviously, and I do think he's, he's a really good player in the right system, the right setting. This is not the right system or the right setting for him. Yeah, that's he, the thing he, that he might shine somewhere else, which will be funny. That's the thing that I've been like trying to like talk about recently, which is, you know what? It's very interesting that you can have, if you put him on like Seattle, he is a very, very inconsistent player and he takes a lot of risks. But if he is on his game, he's good. He's, he's legitimately if a you very are, good player. If you are a good enough team, you can take that risk because uh, you will have the depth and you will have the quality on the rest of the team to cover for him when like, you need to cover he for is him. An, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's an MLS All-Star too. Yeah. Like, uh, although I think, I think he's probably just going to go to Saprissa in Costa Rica. I think he's just going to go back home, to be fair. At this point, he should. Uh, but, like, he, he, he could still have a job. He could still have a job in MLS. But that's the issue, is just, like, not here. Because if we need him to show up every day, he's not going to. He sucks on a bad team. He's, he's, a, li he's a liability for a bad team. It's not, it's not like Herbers, where it's like, oh, matches the temperature of the room. No, he's just going to be like that wherever he goes. But it's more, who can handle that risk best? <laughs> Who can handle that risk best? And I do not think that the fire can handle that risk. And yeah, he needs to be gone. Uh, next is uh, our good, good boy, Elliot Collier. 
we're, we're, we're too biased to have a correct take we on are, this. We are way too biased. But, I mean, memes aside, it's like, he had a very high work rate, but he didn't have the quality. That's yeah. the thing. Like, he's fun, he's fun to meme about and talk about, but at, <sighs> at the end of the day, if you're, if you're talking about whether you want to keep him around versus signing somebody who you can, like, a good player that's as cheap as he is, I would rather um, have the good players as cheap as he is. I'm sorry to interrupt, by the way, because I'm looking at the, the fire, see if I seven Twitter, just to see, like, reaction and stuff like that. And someone, the, the account is named Adamo Chari's Arm Day, uh, replied to the, the th- thing about the player announcing the roster decisions and put breaking Chicago Fire become the first team to clinch 2022 playoff elimination. And that's funny. That's, that's good content, to I be fair. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a, a addition by subtractor, subtraction for this team. Uh, but, uh, okay, next, Johan Kappelhoff. This is the one that a lot of people were sad about. It's, it's, it, it, it pisses me off to a, to a certain extent because he is so good at, at the game. He is such a good player, and, and the Fire have wasted him. Like, completely and utterly wasted. Like, he's genuinely one of the best center backs in MLS if, if he was in a good home. Like, if he's been playing for Seattle or Sporting or blah, blah, blah for the last five years, he's one of the best defenders in MLS by, by far. He is so good, and this team has completely killed him. And, like, letting go of him now, sure, whatever, because they weren't going to save him anyway. It's, it's so disheartening. It's, it's about two years late. It's so disheartening, man. He, lo- like, he lost, like, two years of his career by staying here for the <sighs> last two years. It's just... He could have he done better somewhere else. It, when he was actually because ja, hot take I didn't rate I don't rate Jao Mera like many fire fans do <laughs> but when he was next to him in that one magical season he's he's one of the best defenders in the league by far it's been like yeah I guess move on from now because you're gonna rebuild everything anyway let him be free but I'm well, when we get head, to I'm when we get to Luca to focus on that when we get to Luca and and say about the same exact thing. Remember last time we we talked about uh, Luca and like Luca needs to be traded for the good of his career. I think that that's the situation here with uh, with Kapilov. And I thought I thought he was going to be traded like two years ago. That's why that's why I'm saying like this comes two years late. Like <coughs> he he deserved to be on a better team two years ago, and we held on to him this long. That's like kind of an insult to him that we held on to him and didn't play him. Genuinely pisses me off. Like oh. anyway, uh, next. Kung Fu Kenny Kronholm. Obviously. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, will, seeing how will, much he was getting paid, he was how much he was getting paid to be on injured reserve was you're ne- infuriating. Never, never celebrate a man's demise, but that's the easiest decision anyone's ever gonna have. To yeah, make. that that is the e- well. I mean, it's about as easy as the Barrich decision as well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, here's here's a more difficult decision, Alvaro Madron. So here's 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 the context for that. In case you weren't following along near the end of the season, Alvaro Madron specifically said he wanted a DP contract, but at the same time he was also asking to leave earlier in the season as well. And with his contract hitting to his heading to his option, so here's the decisions that the fire had to face with his option is that if they pick up his option, he does not want to stay here because he's not going to stay on that low of a contract. So he's going to be asking to leave. If they decline his option, they can try to offer him a DP contract. But if you offer, if you give him a DP contract, that means that suddenly all of these slots 
you don't have all your slots open. You've suddenly replaced Barrich with Madron. And if we dropped Barrich to get that DP slot open to try to get a big name in, then that's just not good business. So that's the question. Like, are you going to try to work with him as a DP? Or are you just going to let him go for free? Because that's the only thing you can do. You can't just pick up his option and sell him because he's not going to want to be here. This I, is a I, business decision. I, I thought about it while you were talking. And if you, if you don't think about the fire as the fire, uh, I would definitely have... Alvaro Madron is a DP quality player in this league. And if you put the right pieces next to him, he's a very, very good player, and he's worth the DP status. However, you said it, the Fire are stuck with Alcada and Jimenez for now. Alcada and the DPs already, and they stink. So, and also knowing that, it's like your argument about Georgie, how the Fire would waste him anyway. Yeah. I think the Fire would have wasted Madron anyway. So maybe this is the best idea, because like, it's like knowing your own limits. But Alvo and Madron should be uh, like a fire DP. There I think is something to mention. If you There's... put a good si- – him next to Navarro and another good midfielder actually seems like a sick midfield trio for next season. There is but... something to mention that uh, Gaston has an option. They have not stated whether it has been picked up or declined. I believe they're waiting for – they're waiting to get the new head coach in and have them decide. Oh, if they pick up Jimenez's option, that's going to be one of the stupidest things I've heard in a while. I have not made a decision on his future yet. That, oh, I believe that, that is the line that they've given. So stupid. Oh, that. Oh, I would not be surprised if they do that. To be fair, uh, uh, it would, it's just stupid enough for them to do it. To be fair, the next name is Bobby Shuttleworth. Could be a mistake, because. I assume well, the pecking order goalkeeper for next season is now going to be Gaga and Chris Brady. Yes, that is too young. I, That's I love, the thing. I love both of them. They've but they're both quality. I I don't know about that because that the thing is is that like Bobby Bobby is still Bobby Good. still has the ability to play in MLS, and I think that he could go to like Charlotte or something. He could start in Charlotte. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they have a goalkeeper yet. But if they don't have a goalkeeper yet, I, I think Bobby Shuttleworth. Right no, no, they got like and a, a DP. Bronico. Yeah, they got ADP and Brant Bronico. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, wait, they have two DPs and Brant Bronico. Uh, they got a Polish defender. I don't remember his name, but they got a Polish defender and a different guy. Uh, a Polish defender and a German defender, I believe, Patrick Oaks. Uh. But anyway, the thing with Bobby is just like he had like there were no no expectations for him coming into this team. <laughs> like you even said it at the beginning of the season, and like we saw you we we saw you changed in real time about yeah, Bobby's yeah, fair play to him because he 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 definitely proved himself with this team. But the thing about it is just like he was a band aid. And now we got Gaga, who is playing really well. And that's the other thing. Like you can, you can, you can say that like he's too young, but we're hearing the way that these players are talking about him. Like he's 17 years old, and yeah, like Bornstein, and like Bornstein's talking about like yeah, it's like a it's like a 40 year old man's behind me. Like you know the the way Although, that he is. What I on. will say, Gaga has yet to play a a meaningful, meaningful game. That is true. 
and like what happens next season if like he makes a mistake in the first game and they lose like two out of the first three and things like like is he gonna be able to can, can keep that composure? Can we might. put in Chris Brady? <laughs> I just because that, that's the other thing. Because if you want to talk about big games, Chris Brady dragged Ford Madison from like a terrible season to a pretty good season yeah. within half a season. Should we even? Isn't Chris Brady's a backup almost a waste though? Yeah, Which is a shame. it's almost a waste. But the, I I, that's that's the thing. Like, I would have loved to have kept Bobby as a mentor, but he can still start an MLS. And so, if he has the opportunity to start an MLS, we should let him go have that opportunity because he's he's proven himself this season that he can still be a starter. And Gaga's proven himself to be a starter. We can't have two starters on the same team. Uh, and like finally with Gaga, we have a young a young uh, goalkeeper that can help lead the defense. Uh, and yeah, like so that surplus. If they can try to find like you know a really old goalkeeper that they know that they're never gonna have to use as like a third string like part goalkeeper part goalkeeping coach. But the thing That's is, is like Aiden, Aiden Brown is a solid goalkeeping coach. Who knows? Like he he's the he's the one who helped develop uh who helped develop Gaga, who's helped develop uh who's helped to develop uh Brady. So I mean, this isn't a bad decision, but it's one to like at least pay attention to. <coughs> yeah. Well it it's it's potentially bold. Yeah. Uh the next one is speaking of Selenina's, the next one on this alphabetical list is Nick Selenina. Never got a chance. That's a shame. We we move on. We'll never know. It, it was like Grant Lillard. Like I generally thought Grant Lillard was a good defender. I still think he would have been a good defender if he wasn't wasted. I, I mean, we'll never know kinda, about Selena. Well, I mean, Grant Lillard has played in the league and he hasn't been that good. <laughs> I would. I I've watched good Grant Lillard pl- games, but I think he always had issues where he never had like good people next to him. I think that uh, I think that Nick. I think that Nick should be signed for the house. <laughs> I, Honestly. I've literally never seen Nick Selena play, so I couldn't tell you. He if played he's in the preseason, I believe, and I've and I've heard reports about him in like trainings. Like he's just clearly not not good he's, enough. He's not that and level. like, yeah, and like comparing comparing him to like fire defenders, and he's not good enough. That's not, that's good. not good. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, he's got a home with the house then, so yeah. Well, like if he can go to the house, that would be great. It'll be hilarious. So if he goes to the house, he's actually really good, and we just realize the fire just suck at evaluating talent. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Final one is Luka Stojanovic. That's the stupid. big one. Stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. So like we, we make jokes about uh, I want Stojanovic to be free, and I'm, I'm happy for him because he's going to get out of this terrible organization. It's such a stupid decision. I had is, a theory. Is, is he not the biggest fan favorite at the club right now? All right, I'll, Absolutely. I'll yeah, he is the biggest fan favorite. It's so, so stupid, potentially, I assume. Like but he... you, you, feel, you feel like – I've got a feeling you've got like some – explanations for this at least i have so a possible theory I'll i have a possible theory first. i'll give that you the, I'll give he you may that. want to he may have said that he wanted to leave and Fair i say this him, and yeah and in that way i mean like you know maybe maybe he saw like oh you guys are going to a rebuild i kind of thought that i was walking into a team that was like put together and yeah. like was getting put together like if you guys are dumping this rebuild and getting into a new one i'd don't know if I want to be here for that. Like he is in the prime Can of his I just career. Go home? Yeah, like he is in the prime of his career. 
we should allow him to play for a better team during the prime of his career. Although what I will say, like obviously you and I think it's a good thing. Selfishly, the fire should just kept him anyway. Absolutely. He's a fire good well, like you, that's you put the thing. your foot down and you go, nah, you're staying here, mate, because we actually pretty much you. pretty much the only thing like well, I mean that's the thing. <laughs> after last season, you have you have only two options then after last season, which is let him go or you you're all it's just it's a very similar thing to Madran where like you have to decline their option, but it's about what you do after you decline their option. Which for Luca it was give him a raise or let him go. Because you can't really like I don't know. Uh, oh he's God. not he's uh, not a DP, but you can still pay him good money yeah. without making him a DP to be he, fair. He he was grossly underpaid. And uh I, I I made this comparison. This is why I said it was gonna be mentioned uh Polish names later. Uh do you remember uh, a man by the name of Tomasz Frankowski? Tomasz, not Stremislav. No, that was, be- that was before my time, I believe. Okay. Uh Tomasz Frankowski uh came to the fire from Jagiellona Bialystok. Uh, and he was a very solid, uh, goal scorer in the, the extra class. Uh, he was a solid, uh, he was a solid player, like, you know, pre Lewandowski era Poland, but like he was a solid player for the Polish national team. And he came to the fire and Dennis Hamlet was the coach and Dennis, ha- Dennis Hamlet, like never played him. That's the thing. And that, uh, uh, there were a lot of Polish fans that were genuinely angry that like they just didn't uh actually uh uh Frankowski, uh played for uh, Nagoya Grampus as well <laughs> nice. but like he was he, he he was a solid player for years like he played uh, I, he, the big one actually that uh, he came he came to Chicago from uh, Tenerife he was on loan with uh in Tenerife he was playing for wool for wolves I uh, came to the fire from them, but like you know, his he play he scored 115 goals for uh, Krakow, in uh, in in Poland. Uh, in 173 appearances, he scored 115 goals. So I think that you know he came to this team. He was a bit old at the time by the time that he got here, but he was still pretty dang good. He was seen as pretty dang good, and uh, and I'm getting. I'm getting a bunch of uh, notifications now, but like he ended up uh, like he ended his career in extra classa. He was the third time, uh, third all time goal scorer uh, in the extra classa. He finished his career with 168 goals in the extra classa, but the fire only played him in 17 games in 2008 and he scored two goals and those were 17 appearances. I don't think he ever really started for the fire. So, yeah, he was like, he, he, he had some differences with Dennis Hamlet, and there are a lot of people that were angry about that. Uh, and, like, you know, the team itself did well because they had Blanco and everything, and, like, a lot of, a lot of other fans, like, kind of glossed over because, oh, they had Blanco. The team's playing well. The team hadn't played bad before. Only in, like, 2004, they had the team played bad. So, fans were okay on the most part, but there were a lot of Polish fans that were like, why'd you do this? I mean, uh, there was always, like, a solid Polish uh, standing within the club. And Frankowski was the, uh, was, like, the kind of continuation of that sort of thing. And there was a big deal made about him signing for the fire because he was a solidly big Polish name. 
and they didn't play him. So this is a very similar situation to, I think, Frankowski, because uh, he, I keep saying, I keep go, uh, doing an SZ in Frankowski, uh, I'm, because I was thinking of Tomasz. But I think this is a very similar situation to that, except instead of it being, you know, Tomas didn't get very many chances. Luca got his chances and he delivered on those chances. We saw what he could do and he's not being brought back. And so there has to be a question of, is this something involving management? Because there was, there were, there were conversations of like the way, like, oh, well, the way the team plays, they can't play, play the team like with both him and Madron on the pitch at the same time. Okay, that's fine. Madron is gone. What are you going to do with him now? <laughs> it's like, it's like they forgot. It's like, okay, we can't, we can't have both of them. All right, let's, let's just let's get rid of both, both of them. them. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. It's, it's the second stupidest coach decision I've ever seen in my life. Frankie Alp had to figure out how he was going to fit Harry Ship and Sean Maloney centrally because both players were are better centrally. Sometimes if you use out wide, you have to figure out how you're going to balance those two in a team. And he played both of them out wide. And it's 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 the second stupidest coaching thing I've seen in my life. The first being Chris Armas, of course. But just Chris yeah. Armas's whole coaching career? No, no, no. The the, <laughs> the 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 Red Bulls Atlanta incident. Oh, okay. I've told you about this, right? Well, yeah, you've told me. Yeah. So it yeah. But I, I wish they would have kept it. I, Lucas, if I cared more about the fire, that one would have hurt me. And he's such a good guy as well. Like yeah, everyone's I, a fan of him. He's it, like, that, one, that one sucks. He's, su- he's such a positive vibe and everything. So now, uh, oh man, this has been a very long episode. Uh, there's finally, a, a, I guess we can make this short near the end, but uh, the coaching hunt. Uh, Bob Bradley is reportedly going to Toronto, which is kind of what we've been saying for the past couple of weeks after we realized, oh, he's probably not coming to the fire then, is he? But of course, a fire bottle, that with, one. But with LEFC not making the playoffs, that means that Ante Razov is free to join this team at any time now. <laughs> Ante Razov is free to join. And I, I know that you are not a fan of like former players coming back to coach, but I will add that he, he coached, he was an assistant underneath Siggy Schmidt, and Bob Bradley, two of the best coaches in MLS history. Like the only the only coach that he's missing out on not not being not uh, coaching under is Bruce Arena. That's the only major MLS coach that he hasn't coached he hasn't coached under. So, <sighs> I mean, that's something. I think that that's an interesting thing to look at. There's also you know Nagamura. There's. Uh, like another guy that was that I was talk that somebody else was talking about earlier today, uh, while I was having lunch. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think uh, what so Ezra something I don't remember. I think they're a uh, they're a coach with Columbus right now. But yeah, at this point, I would like I would like the fire to announce the new head coach. It would be my hope that by next season that he would be. Uh, not, not, yeah, of course, we'd want to coach by next season. My hope is that by next week would be it, would, would be a good thing. But uh, I would take by the end of the month. I would like them to make a decision by the end of the month, especially with the, the, how soon the season is starting up. Because uh, they're going to be starting in February, late February. Yeah, because of the World Cup. So I think that we need to have our coach in and ready to start signing players by the end of the week. 
I think that that is the best possible scenario right now. And they've had their chance to interview him, to go over their decision making. They got to, there are three big choices that people like right now, and they got to pick one of them now. And I think that it's got to be the favorite right now is Razov in terms of fans. It's not like the favorite of like, yeah, they're, they're, they say that they're probably going to go with this one. This is just from the fan side, Razov. They can, you know, pull something stupid like they did with Panovich when we were all like, oh yeah, we're getting Tam Ramos, aren't we? No, Pano. So they could do something stupid like that, but I hope that they have a decision by the end of the week. Should, that's they, the main look, thing. should they look into Tab Ramos, by the way? Because he, for all intents and purposes, nah. looks like he got screwed over by Houston with no help. I think that they would. I think that it'd be nice to look into it, but eh, whatever. My dad's my dad keeps saying like, oh, I want somebody who's like proven with MLS, but like, you know, who is proven in MLS? Who is proven in MLS as it as a head coach in MLS that has that is available right now? Because the only the only coach that I can think of that is a proven MLS winner that isn't coaching someone right now is dead. <laughs> that is the yeah. only coach that I can think or of. Oh no, Dominic Junior is actually coaching someone. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. The, so who is available that is a proven MLS winning coach? Because I can't think of anybody. So that's why you need to go with an assistant here. That's why you go with Razov. He was involved with some very good teams recently. We'll see what happens. My, my, there's, uh, there's one last thing. It's a good point my dad made. Because obviously, as things stand, it's all the blue jerseys for the next two years, right? At yeah. home. My dad was saying, because like my, my dad's kind of a hopeless romantic, like, where he keeps having this belief that the, like if Bradley or Razov came in, they'd somehow be able to get them to change the red home kits for next two seasons. But wouldn't no, it that's be? That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't think so either. But what's weird is that would it be weird having Ante Razov face Chicago Fire? But he's not coaching the Chicago Fire. This isn't the same Chicago Fire team he used to play for, and he's a club legend of. This is a this is a new everything really, other than the name. It's a new logo. It's a new. St- you're technically not the same stadium as before. Not a new but, you stadium know, for him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's in blue. It's, it's not the same Chicago Fire. Is that not going to be weird to think about? I think like, that the way like, that I, I was looking like, at it with, with uh, people, with people uh, like my dad, you know, they'd be like, oh, nice, a fire former guy. But they're going to watch and be like, this isn't the same. And you, this, this still isn't the same. The way that I, the way that I was saying it with, Brad, with Bob Bradley, I think sort of still applies with Razov, where it's like, with Bradley coming back to the fire, if that happens, likely not. Bradley comes back to the fire and it's a brand new fire. I think of it as it's a new beginning. It is in a very similar way to the namesake of this club, which is the rebuild of the city. The, 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 the city of Chicago is not called the second city because they are second to New York. They are called the second city because this is the second city that was built here. The other one burned down. This is the second one. And it is, sta- and it is stood for uh, about that. 100 and a half years. So... It's very much, uh, to me, this is, that would be a very, you know, as we say with the hopeless romantic stuff. And, you know, for me as like a writer's like, oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> it's just like the, the symmetry of it and being like, we will bring you in to essentially this is an empty slate of a club. Right now, this is a clean this is mostly a clean slate. You've got a couple of guys that it's like, OK, it'd be interesting to see how they develop like Fede, like Gaga. And, you know, if he can try to get something out of Nacho, but probably not. But you have a pretty much clean slate here. Uh, I think that yeah. it's going to be really interesting. It would be really interesting to see 
him come back and do something there. And so with Razov, it's very much a thing of we want to still like inject the tradition of the past and bring it forward. Because I think that Razov, I mean, the the absolutely never going to happen again with uh, Novak ever coaching in MLS. Yeah. Let's just say this, but like, you know, they bring in Novak. <laughs> Novak. Novak was here during the good days and he understands how to connect to the fans and he understands what it was like for players playing for the fire. Because I, I don't know how many times I've oh. had to say this, but I mean, Christo Stoichkov played for Bar- played for Johan Cruyff at Barcelona. But he says that the most fun that he played he had playing soccer was with the Chicago Fire. So there was some magic there. And you and in order to make this team feel something, you need to have somebody who understood that magic and is going to work together with supporters to try to at least inspire this team to be more than they are. I'm just sad now, just thinking about that, <laughs> like the old, the old. Because I, I can't, I can't make myself a hopeless romantic. I'm, I'm still just a cynic now at the at heart, where something stupid is going to happen. Either the fire don't get Razov, they get some random dude, and it's just more of the same, or they do get Razov, and then like they don't hit on their their DPS again, and they suck again, or maybe Razov flops. It's a lot of things can happen. And like, you know I, what? As a kid, I, 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 I actually them- loved Dante Razov because like you, he. He's the type of striker I love where he's just like, he, he's in the right place, right time, can, will finish the chance if it comes to him, stuff like that. So, like, I, I would be over the moon if I cared about the fire with this. But as, like, a, 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 an analyst with no stake in it, it's a risk, and risks don't sit well with the fire. We're about I, two hours. We're about, you, you've been sitting on this call for about two hours, so I'd like to end this for you. That's fair. I'll, I'll just say that, like, I, I don't think that magic stand rekindled. I don't, I don't think it's there. I, I think that's. To me, right now, I think for the for, for getting Razov, like a lot of things can happen. But what I can say is that getting Razov at the very least shows that management is willing to do something for the fans. That's the because th- there's a I think like the biggest thing right now is that they have lost the trust of the fans for so many years. <clears throat> getting Razov is something. There's a lot of stuff that's gone wrong. If they get Razov. Even if he's not good enough, they've done something to appease fans, and they've tried. It shows effort. So yeah. that's what I'm going to say with that. Uh, on that note. Yeah, I- I'm jiggly. I'm, I'm still odd, Don. Uh, eat the rich. <laughs>